So welcome to episode three of Keeping It Real. I'm Matt Gregory with Sable Adjusters. And I'm Megan Calabrese with Fox Rock Properties. So Megan, today's guest is General Manager of East Bay Grill down on the waterfront in Plymouth, Eric Daigle. Uh, very good friend of mine. I've known him for many, many years. Uh, we went to the same college, uh, pulling caps at the was in Quincy. So I'm very excited to, um, to sit down and talk to him because obviously with COVID, I think has Governor Baker done a great job? Yes. But I also think it hasn't been fair on these guys. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think the public has been fair on people within the restaurant industry um, with their manners. Um, they've, they've had to adjust a lot. You know, they had to, they've had to reinvent the wheel on how to go out and, and order your food, how it gets served. Um, I just think that this one's going to, we're going to, we're going to find a shine, uh, you know, the but I, I can't wait to come on. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Uh, I agree. I think the state has moved the needle a bit on these guys um, and the restaurants in general, and that's certainly not fair. But I think a lot of them have done a great job adapting. So let's jump into it. All right, so look at, without further ado, we got Eric Daigle from General Manager of East Bay Grill. Um, Eric holds a business degree from North Adams State College. Um, you know, he was he was at State Street, uh, lo- you know, probably long enough for coffee while he was supplementing his income. He started <laughs> as a bar back um, at the Fours, and then he got, you know, he got tapped on the shoulder to become a, a full-time bartender, GM, and then he moved his way down south to East Bay Grill. Eric, welcome to the show. Morning, Matt. Thanks for having me, Megan. Thank you. Uh, first fact check, that was not a GM, it was the assistant GM at the four. So that's go. number okay, one. Okay, so Dave, I need you to start <laughs> getting your, uh, your, your point system we'll, out on we'll that. We'll tell you that. I'm on if it, you I'm went on to it. North I heard Adam that. State, does that mean you're old? So North Adam it's State. MCLA when I was at Framingham. Yeah, so, so <laughs> NASC and MCLA. So l- let's look at What's that. What's the year? Oh, be another one. Oh, one. Dave, get ready. Oh, one? Okay. I was there for, I mean, most people would have left with an MBA. <laughs> I left with an undergrad. Doctor, Doctor uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> NASC was called not a sober college, not a serious college, um, it, but it was North Adams State okay. College. Basically what they did was the school was dropped in the middle of a valley and the whole town revolved around the school. So when school was in session, the town of North Adams was booming. When school was out of session, it was tumbleweed. And it, it was... A bunch of city kids that went up there and, and experimented with a lot, had a lot of fun. I mean, Medford, he went up there from Medford, that's his nickname, short hair, shell toe Adidas, he came home in a sweet pickles van in long hair and addicted to the Grateful Dead. Yes, he did. We're already having trouble over here confirming the shoe uh, brand that he was wearing at the time, but we'll we'll, we'll try. We'll, we'll, we'll stay on it for <laughs> Okay, thank yeah. you. So stay Dave on. obviously is on the Google machine right yeah. now. He's had his three cups of coffee. He's very active. I mean, last week we were last week we were ver- last week we were remote and we didn't know a, where Dave was, was the whole time. We thought he, you know, he took a NyQuil rest than a day quo, and but it's glad to see that he's fully gassed. So, Eric, you graduated North Adams with a business degree. You did a short stint at State Street. What drew, what drew you to the restaurant industry? So let's talk about East Bay. So when you first went down there, was the outdoor patio up and running? Yes. I, okay. Yeah, so that's they, been... 
That's been up and, up and running for about, um, let's see, it's 15 years now. Right. So I've been there for about 10, so five years it's been in operation. Uh, but every year, the owners, they put money back into the building, whether it's outside or inside. You know, it's just they're painting it, they're doing landscaping, uh, improvements. We built a second kitchen when I was there, which we built a function bar, which is on the backside, um, which during the Derby events, you've seen that, and mm-hmm. that's been outstanding. Um, you know, so we continue to expand, and 2020 was supposed to be our busiest year yet. With the year 400, Plymouth was going to be mm-hmm. booming. Mayflower. And Mayflower, everything. Just in the town, it's so many things, so many hopes, and all these events scheduled, and everything got canceled. Um, so it was just for the town, the tourism, everything just came to a screeching halt. Um, and it was Everybody was expecting, really excited about business just to be fantastic in the whole area, which was being fantastic for everybody. Um, and that didn't happen, unfortunately. Um, one of our biggest St. Patrick's Day, and yep. right before it, that's when everything got shut down. Does Plymouth have a parade? Oh, they have many. Do they? You um, have Thanksgiving. You they have don't have a St. Patrick's Day parade. Fourth of July. Parades. You know what the weirdest thing they about parades? They have probably two, two main parades. But you also the get those in the country. But you yeah. Also, yeah, is it, it is. Oh, wow. You also have some fun runs that happen yep. down on Main Street, and then people a million, trickle in. I've done a couple runs, of those, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great location. It's, it's phenomenal. My husband and I were married there seven years ago. Oh, yeah? I've been the benefactor of a few tables that you've helped me get. Absolutely. Thanks to Mr. Gregory. <laughs> Anytime. Um, I'm glad we made the um, inter- yeah, we, we put a name with a face <laughs> right now and it took a podcast to make that I know that the hosts probably hate that when it's like, yeah. oh, we're, we're totally slammed. Can you just fit this one more We did that, one more sa- table we did that Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. How long, how, when has weddings become another addition to East Bay Grill? So weddings at, at our location... Um, we do some of them. That's not our. That's not our go-to. That's not our bread and butter. But we're happy to do them. We do a good job of them, um, and it's with a nice day. And that's oh, yeah. kind of the, the issue, right? It's weather depending. So if you get a bad day, it's it's too bad for the for the bride and the groom. But um, so we do some weddings, and we can handle up to about two hundred and twenty, which obviously that's that's gone right now. But um, down at the location of the Pine Hills, they that's where they lost a lot. Sure, their revenues. You know, they lost all their weddings. They were scheduled to have eighty weddings. Oh, wow. size weddings two to three hundred people and that's all gone um they were able to rebook some for this upcoming year hopefully everything sure. goes as planned but so now you take a date that was scheduled for this year that would have already happened you lost the revenue and then now they're booked for next year so it's right. almost like you lose twice the, yeah so they they really took it hard they took it on the chin um but jimmy's done a great job in, in the golf course too they they suffered you know trust me i know um just all the limitations and everything. So they're doing a good job with their grill room restaurant. Um, but they, you know, they lost the weddings and they lost the golf outings, which is a huge part of their business. But for us, losing, <coughs> losing weddings isn't that big of a deal because we don't necessarily lose the business because we can still use that space for regular dining, um, which, which is great. So we put a tent up when this all happens. You know, we lost St. Patrick's Day. We lost Easter. We lost Mother's Day. So those are huge, huge, huge Sorry. days for us that we lost. Um, but once we were able to open back up in June, we put a tent up um, just in case of weather. So we had a few days that rained. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there weren't that many. Yeah. Um, and that was great. And it, it protected from the sun. So people sat out there, and it was all wide open. So people were comfortable. And that's the biggest thing for our guests is that, them being comfortable, whether it's and dining in wasn't, it wasn't an option at the time when we first opened back up. Um, so then once they kind of 
relax that. We were able to come in with distance inside. It was about, I'd say, about 40% of our capacity inside. We still found that people wanted to go outside. So we actually put up another tent um, right, I think, right before Labor Day. Okay. And just in case. Next to the permanent. Is that permanent? That was. It's not permanent. It's not, no, okay. no. Seasonal. So we have two tents that are, um, I think, the 30 by 45. So we can seat about, I think there's about 50 to 60 in each tent. That's great. Um, so then now we have options outside. So we have about mm-hmm. 200 seats outside, which just gives people great yeah. comfort. And they're all spaced out beyond six feet. And people love it. This, I mean, this week was an indication the weather was fantastic. Sure. Mm-hmm. We had the, some of the busiest days we've had all year. Um, you know, that yesterday being Veterans Day and the weather was okay and we were slammed out of the gate. So the last Great. week when the weather, the sunshine, sure. it's almost 70 degrees, we were on a wait, a 45 minute wait at noon and that carries all the way through. So, I mean, that's huge, huge numbers. Um, Matt and I were discussing October. We ended up, we were fortunate. We actually ended up being up a little bit from the year previous. Um, September, we were running at about 90%. And then... You know, the summertime, we just, you can't make up those numbers right. from, from the late night bar action. No. That's just gone. Um, and then just regular. Sure. We were running about 75%, which is still a, re- a remarkable number. So, um, but losing pretty much all of March, all of April, yeah. all of May, and then part of June, you know, you just can't make up that money. Uh, we did take out, but that's not what we're about. Right. And we adapted, and Experience. that's something we've learned about. Yeah. And we're in the process of putting in an online ordering system. That's, that's going to integrate into our system. Um, you know, we're not a takeout, we're not a fast food restaurant. Right. So it's, there's some hurdles you have to jump yeah. and overcome. But um, our chef and our kitchen staff, uh, Joel Mantell and his kitchen staff, has done a great job. We've got a great system in place, but we need to kind of integrate that. So, in, so we're not putting in a, a new system. It's just, you know, a learning curve. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be running multiple systems. So we want everything to be nice and streamlined. Um, and then, of course, with curbside, contact-free payments, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. So these are things that we're working on right now yeah. because we know that takeout's going to be a huge part of our business going forward. And that's a good thing. Um, yep. This past Saturday, it was a beautiful day, but come nighttime, we got slammed with takeout. And, um, you know, it, it's great. And it's yeah. just, and it's everything. It's our whole menu. Sure. It's people just want that's certain great. things. They want, and yeah. it's, it's awesome. So, Sick of being in their house. So let's, so let's take a couple of steps back. So 100%. It's good to hear that, you know, your head's above water. You know, you've had some record months, but obviously we got some cold weather coming up, mm-hmm. and it's going to be winter time. But let's take, what was it, March? First week in March? Boom. COVID hit. Shut down. Shut down. Governor Baker comes on, and he absolutely took the knees out of the restaurant industry. Yep. What's, yeah. what, so, okay. And, I'm, and I don't want anyone to think we're comparing 9-11 like we've talked about before. Yeah. But 9-11 hit. It hit the Twin Towers, and it paralyzed the financial service industry. And then, like Megan has shared before, floors above X, no one's going back and all that. COVID hits, your legs get taken out. What happened? Like, what's going on in your mind right now? Because you've made your career in the restaurant Mm -hmm. industry. You have how many people on payroll? During the summertime, we have up to about 200 Okay, wow. so now it's March. Mm-hmm. So you've already interviewed. You've already, in, and I know for a fact because you know we're friends. You get a lot of resumes coming in around the winter time, and you are starting to staff for the summertime. 
So you have all those people on payroll. Now all of a sudden, here come the regulations. We're in lockdown. What's going on in your head? So at the beginning, we didn't know how long it was going to last. Okay. So we're like, oh, this could be a week, two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, who knows, a month. Um, so we're like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of adapt and we'll, we'll see, figure out what we need to do. But hopefully this turns a corner quick and we get right back into it. And that obviously didn't happen. Okay. So now we're in kind of shutdown mode and we're like, all right, we need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are starting, our, our servers, our bartenders, people that rely on cash tips, yep. our kitchen staff, you know, they're starting to get worried what's happening, right? So um, right away, go on unemployment, right? Because we don't know how long this mm-hmm. is going to last. And there were some things with the government with the PPP loans and things yep. like that um, that we were kicking tires on, but there was it changed so much and it's still on, it's still changing. Um, we didn't know what was available to us, how to go about getting the application, sure. how quick would it happen? I don't when think you were alone in that. No, it was, it was a lot of people. Yeah, people we talked to it was kind of not a panic, but you know, this thing was available, but no one knew how to really approach it. Sure. Then they came out with some more information. Our, our bank, Rockland Trust. Um, their, their people came together and they, they got us all the information we needed. Our friends that are in the bank industry, you know, yep. Matt Burke, he was a great person to talk to yes. because he knew it in and out and he was kind of advising me. And if, if things didn't work out with our bank, he said, come see me and we'll get you set up. Um, so that was kind of a process that we had to look at and, and get figured out, which we did. We applied for and we got quite a bit of money. Um, so we were able to take care of about 100 and I think it was about 110, 120 employees and we based that those numbers off of what they made the previous year at that time. So, you know, coming into June, they were making pretty good money. That's great, yeah. Um, and it was awesome. So they were getting that. But the problem, which everyone else ran into, was the additional $600 check for unemployment, yep. sure. which was through the same CARES Act. But it was kind of, it was very contradictory because here's the PPP money. But now people are like, all right, well, what's, right. what's better free money, <clears throat> right? Is it... I can stay home and do nothing. Yeah. I can get X amount from, from my employer, yep. Yep. or I can get X amount, which might be a little bit higher from the state. Um, and fortunately, we have great people, and we, have, we take care of them. Yeah. Our owners take care of them. You need and, their members to be long on that, because the know, whole service industry, right? They're exactly. Like, well, I could stay home and make right. six. Did you have some people? Yes, I got a little I'm bit sure. of pushback, but I'm I did sure. also say that your job is available. Yeah. So unemployment technically would not be available. That's what people didn't really understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so we have a We're job for you. We're not letting you go. Yeah, right. And you exactly. really don't even have to come in and work, mm-hmm. but it's still your job and you're getting a paycheck. Um, and some people made more, you know, so it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but by and large, people really did appreciate that. And the people, the servers and some bartenders, while we were shut down, we did do some takeout. So we employed them while they were getting the PPP money and they came in, they were able to make some additional money through the, through takeout. And again, not our strength by any means, not our forte, but it definitely helped. You know, we weren't really making money, but we were able to pay some bills and put some money in people's pockets, which, you know, they appreciated, we appreciated. And then furthermore, our customers, you know, our loyal customers were coming in and they were, they were very generous with their gratuities. Uh, they were just happy to come yeah, and, and get our stories. food and mm-hmm. some, see some faces that you, you yeah. haven't seen in a while. And Even though it's hidden in the mask. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> you know, that was, that was great. You see people and you know, you're just very appreciative right. of them coming in and yep. getting takeout. And we, we did a complete curbside. You paid over the phone, so it was contact-free. Um, 
And again, we're working on that. We're going to improve on that because come winter time, I think it's going to be sure. definitely something that's that's going to drive I, additional I, business. I think the restaurants that are adapting are mm-hmm. surviving, right? Sure. It's the ones that are like throwing their hands up. They're saying, well, we don't know how to do this. But I've seen so many that have gotten creative. Let's do delivery. Let's do, let's help some organizations or let's try to give away little gift cards and things. Exactly. Given your experience now going through all of this, what's your opinion of how overall how everything was handled by the state? And do you see any ways that things could have been different? Speak freely, because we're pretty sure that Governor Baker's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> I think overall he did a great job, yeah. has done a great job, is, is doing a great job. Um, you know, the, you're, you're dealing with politicians that they have no, they don't, they're not restaurant people, mm-hmm. right? And they don't know other industries and other occupations. They don't really have, they're not familiar with right. a lot of it. So uh, I think they're doing the best they can. They're being, their advisors are doing the best they can. And Mass Restaurant Association has definitely been, been a huge uh, lobbyist for the restaurants in, in Governor Baker's ear. Um, are there things they could have done differently? Yes. Does it make a difference if you're sitting at a bar or a, or a high top next to the bar? Right. No. Um, you need plexiglass in front of you, but a server can stand over you? Right. What's the difference? That there's, there's different, COVID a, knows. A bartender has <laughs> COVID, but a server doesn't. Right. So. Why do you have to order an appetizer to go in there and have a couple of cocktails? Once right. again, that makes zero it, sense. It doesn't make any sense, but I think that's more geared towards people that would overstay. <clears throat> drink a lot. Drink a lot. And then... Start making out at the bar. You know. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, alcohol. Yeah, I PD, yeah I, I'm a huge advocate of PDAing, especially during the virus. So let me ask you a question, too. So that's a hot pocket down, and I don't mean hot as in the COVID. I mean a hot pocket right down on the waterfront. You have, you know, across the street, you have restaurants. You have, in that little nook, you have three or four restaurants that are very popular. You're all competing. You obviously, we've always talked, you got to worry about yourself and not what other people are doing. Did the owners... The GMs, did they come together? Were you guys bouncing ideas? I always wanted to know this. Like, sure. Were you guys bouncing ideas off each other saying, look it, we're all in the same storm. We're in different boats because we offer different things. We have different clientele that come in. You know, obviously, you know, certain bars gr- people yeah. gravitate towards for whatever reason. Did you have those? Did you have meetings? Did you have phone calls? Did it bring you guys together saying, look it, we all need to just, you know, we're, we're, you know, when we're playing each other, we're enemies, like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. But once the game is over, you know, they're friends. They're probably doing yeah. the night dinner the night before. Yeah. Did the GMs come together? Did the business owners? Or were you just worried about your brand and your brand only? No, I've had, not only myself, but some of my other managers, had conversations with other owners, managers, and so on and so forth, even other, even other staff members in the community, the restaurant community. Um, kicking ideas off each other, but, you know, we didn't really come up with a plan because it really wasn't going to go anywhere. And I have my own ideals as they have their own ideals. Mm-hmm. We have our own way of operating versus, you know, we everyone run at the best. But yeah. we run at the way that best for us. Where Cabby or someone else, you know, might run it differently, but it's for them. You know, so, you know, but yes, we talked about, are you getting the PPP? How did you do it? Uh, what are the other what else are you looking at? You know, these type of things. Yeah. And I have other people approach me asking, they knew that we were kind of involved in those sort of things. What were we doing? What are yeah. you doing for takeout? Um, so it's just general conversation. Uh, but there wasn't really, we didn't pack or anything um, like that or have any like right. meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, general support because more water all, yeah. floats more boats, exactly. right? So as long as you can kind of and we would frequently, commiserate together. You're like an analogy queen today, uh, Megan, <laughs> Megan. And I called you Megan. Um, <laughs> Megan on that. Um, I like it. Will some restaurants 
ever recover from this? Some definitely will. A lot have already gone under. I mean, if mm-hmm. you get Boston, it's just a sad, sad. it's a sad it state. Is. I mean, it's just. Do you think it was awful. already a little saturated? I do. You know, you kind of, people kind of say you yeah. clean that out. Yep. Start, start from Drain the well, but, if you will. How many more analogies do you want this whole Dave, show? how many analogies is Megan up to and we're only 15 <laughs> minutes into this podcast? We are, uh, we're about five deep minimum. Five okay. deep minimum. I'm going to go for 10. Yeah, all right. Make it double, okay, double over, it up. Let's overrun go. to nine and a half. She's got to buy that half a point for 30 Wait bucks. Wait till our puns. <laughs> I, me too. That will be off the rails real quick. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it did. So you did trim some of the fat. Some of these restaurant owners that you know always had a dream and they want to do it. And then there's some of those long-standing. I mean, let's take Boston. I mean, we know you got the Samuel Lagrazas of the world. Like you got those deli restaurants that do breakfast, lunch, and they're basically nine to th- you know six a.m. to two p.m., six to four. Al's Southside. Al's yeah, yeah. and all those yeah. guys. I mean, are they ever gonna? I mean, there's no one in work right now. There's no, no. one in the financial district in Boston. No. You have staples that are now, every day you're opening up the news, and it's like this, you know, the poorhouse, you know, 48 years of pulling caps and having yeah. people in there. They're done. Did they not save for a rainy day, or were they so dependent on that foot traffic, and then that foot traffic left? I, I mean, think, and in the uh, rent? Nobody saw you know, you're going 100 miles an hour right. forward. Then you're gonna throw it in reverse real quick. Nobody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody saw nobody saw that coming. So right. yeah, do you kind of live day by day because things are going well, and you never really expect the bottom just to fall out, right? So yeah, you're not you're not stockpiling for right. a rainy day because things are good, right? You know, yeah, you have reserves, but it's not gonna carry you for especially in Boston. No, I mean the rents. Well, you're paying twenty five well, grand a month just more. in rent, and then you have to. If you get if you're paying twenty five in Boston, that's a steal. Right. No, you're, you're, you're doubling that minimum. And and that's the problem. People can't they, you can't sustain that. You have no one coming through the through the doors. How are you paying rent? I so from a given it's kind of a real estate podcast. Um, from a real estate from an industry standpoint, like they have to you know beg for mercy from their landlords. And I know I know a lot of the ones with a big retail portfolio did help because as we all said, the people are going to go back to Boston, right? They they will and they mm-hmm. and the and it, because it's it's such livelihood. Look at the life sciences. People are. I think arguably it's probably one of the strongest in the world. And it's going to be even better with even labs coming here, whether supply chain comes back here. You know what I mean? Maybe not CBD Boston, but um, so the restaurants are coming back. So it's just like, just give me like six months, you know, or give me, because other than rent, your overhead's pretty much stopped, right? Right. You're not ordering food. You're not. So hopefully the good ones, but the ones you mentioned, the old school, they're not getting, like you just mentioned a lot of technology things that you're changing. Guys aren't doing that. They're no. they're in the kitchen themselves, like still right. cooking and still. Yep. So they're gonna be like, well, we, we, I don't know what a computer is. Like, right. I don't know how to do DoorDash. Like. <laughs> so there's no. So let's let, let's let's have some fun. So there's no secret. The Fours is affiliated, you know, with these Bay Grill. You guys were famous for the long aprons and the sh- the shirt and ties. <laughs> now all of a sudden, I'm starting to see golf shirts on the ways. Is that here to stay, or will, or is that seasonal? That's seasonal. We're already so, back in the shirt and tie. So you're back in shirt and ties. Okay. That that. <laughs> Do you like that or you're not like that? I you don't. like the penguin? I, no, no. I, 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 I like it because it's, I think it's the Fours niche, you know, that old school um, vibe. Like with the Fours in Boston, you know, rest in peace, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, through all this. But I, I do like it. But, you know, I always wondered if, you know, if that would come back, because I did see the golf shirts, um, obviously, in the summertime. Right, pieces of flair. 
What's that? <laughs> How many pieces of flair you wear? Yeah, I would have a tough time with that because I think my tie, the tip of it, would always end up in the bowl the of chowder, soup. the soup. <laughs> uh, it would just be a nightmare for me. And I don't think I would I think be you'd a good waiter because I think I would protect. Like you know, when they give the orders and they try doing it by memory, I think by the time I got to where I had to input that stuff. My my um my order would be screwed up. I think your gift to gab would have you turning about two maybe three tables a night. I think I'd be great <laughs> as a bartender. Maybe Eric would be like Matt. Where this is Judy and this is Paul. They just flew in from Florida. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit with them and have a quick drink. Yeah, I would be a great host or like the guy that would have a cocktail at yes. each table. Yeah, I major D. Yeah, I'd be a major D exactly. <laughs> um, when you get your seafood, I've always wondered this. Do you go out the back door where all the boats are parked, and do you get some of that stuff there, or is it does it come in on the trucks? No, those those days are over. Mm. So you don't um, do that, like you no, know, like used to get some. The, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're throwing <laughs> the fish across, and Eric's there going deep for a forty yard pass. <laughs> not this one, yeah, that one's yeah. bad. Because I know there's not a lot of char coming <laughs> out of like Plymouth Bay. But <laughs> that salmon, we, we, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And and I always wondered if you're the guy like at nine in the morning. You know, hey, you know, Freddie with the peg leg is coming off the, the lobster boat and you're pulling those things and then there here comes the special. No, uh, we buy from reputable sources. So we get it from North Coast Seafood <laughs> and Rick Seafood. They're doing all that stuff. They're dealing with those guys. But um, those days are pretty much over. I and mean, every once in a while, if you know somebody, hey, I just caught a tuna or something like that, it'll come in. And, but that's very, very rare. And that's more for probably personal consumption than it is for anything we sell because if anybody, God forbid, anything happened, then it's on yeah. us. So we need to know exactly where it's coming from. We can need to track it and know where we're getting our food. So, yeah. so Mike Evanoff down in Florida, a good friend of ours, he owns seven or eight restaurants. Mm-hmm. Consistency. Right. We've always had this conversation too, being consistent. Getting people back in the door. Getting people back in the door. Knowing that if I'm going to order the risotto special, it tastes the same every single time. Your menu very rarely changes. Your specials also seem to be recycled. In, and I'm saying that on a positive sure. way. It, it's, it's every time I go to East Bay Grill, I leave there not saying, shit, I shouldn't have ordered that. Is that the key to the success down there? Now, look at the backyard patio and what you guys have dumped into that is a game changer in the summer. It's the place to be. You want to be out there. And I love how you do it. you got the early birds that come in during the day. You know, like, and all of a sudden the bands come on. Then you get that, you know, that 20-something, 30-something crowd. Or you get me there still thinking I'm 20-something, 30-something. <laughs> you know, and then I realize, okay, i got to go home. Has that been the key to success? Consistency, of is course. consistency. Yeah, it's not only the food, but service. You know, it's your servers, it's your bartenders, it's your host staff, it's your management. Uh, we don't have a lot of turnover with staff, and that's, that's obviously mm-hmm. part of what we do. Um, so you see familiar faces, but yes, consistency with the food. Um, we did have to kind of trim our menu down for, and for everything just because um, things are scarce. You can't really get everything you want, but we want to make sure everything's selling and moving, and that way we can keep it consistent. Um, but our chef, Joel, has done an unbelievable job, and he oversees everything. Every plate that goes out, he looks at it, and if it's not wow. right, he sends it back. And they, and our guys, our line guys are just, they're top-notch. They're, they're like just well-oiled machines, and they're, they're like robots. They mm-hmm. know exactly how to cook to a perfect medium. They know exactly how to cook. Oh, you don't have to cook, tell me, yeah. yeah. You know, fish. Gonna, they throw, do they throw plates back there? <laughs> no. 
No, those no. days are over too. So there's not he's not what a Gordon. Shows do you watch? Gordon Ramsay. He drives me absolutely nuts. I think he's a fraud. I don't even think he knows how to cook. I just think that before he goes on yeah. camera, he's yeah. like, okay, this I'll is what I gotta do. I gotta I gotta make you like I gotta insult you like it's nineteen sixty three. So that still I'm happens. Gonna, I'm gonna make you cry. <laughs> eh, not not so much crying, but Joel, he likes to insult, but you know, he, and he'll throw his little hissy fits here. He's a pretty boy. But, does he uh, come in with his own <laughs> knives? No. Does he, like, does he, all, yeah, that drives me nuts. No, but all his like, guys. Leave they, your weapons at home. It's like medieval yeah. times. <laughs> he's got his bows. He's got his <laughs> Yeah, I mean. When he, when he has his little fits, they just laugh at him. And okay. Then they, okay. Do you ever have to go in there and, like, tell Joel, like, hey, go, go in the walk-in cooler and, and put nah, your cheeks cool on off. my, yeah, cool. cool we're, we're, we're actually really Jumping good friends, so. Yeah. You know, we, I kind of, we and I know, a good and, rapport, and, and you know him. And, and you've introduced me to a lot of people. I'm a staple down there myself. I'm surprised I haven't had a dish named after me. What's the most popular item on Selfish that menu? Plug. <sighs> the salmon salad is definitely, I'd say probably the top not, uh, staple. Seafood Christopher has been on there for years. Yep. That's named after Paul, Barbados' son, Christopher. Um, so that's been on there from day one. Wow. It's spelled with a K. That's something different. That could have been a gift card giveaway. Like, <laughs> count the M&Ms in the jar. That could have been like, if you can name what right. the, the Christopher who was, is out, who was it named after. I would have said Christopher Columbus. It's spelled differently. I, why, Chris doesn't spell his with an H? Okay. I would, okay, moving on. It begins with a K. Christopher Columbus is with a K? No. Oh, no. This, Christopher yeah, Barbados. I don't even know if you yeah, can say Christopher Columbus anymore, so. That's, that's true. We just lost all of our indigenous people <laughs> followers. <laughs> exactly. When you're not when you're not at East Bay Grill. So I always wondered this. All right, you're you know your family adapts to your schedule. You know you go in at certain hours. You stay late and all that. When you're not at East Bay, do you do you go to other restaurants in that area, or, or are you the type of person that's like, I am so sick of being around the restaurant. I'm just gonna cook at home or go anywhere else. No, we tried to, um, especially during all this when everything was kind of shut down. Takeout, we wanted to kind of support our local businesses. Yep. You know, Solstice, A3, mm-hmm. um, Cancun, yep. and they've adapted. All these places have adapted and come up with these different ideas and family meals and things that are they're affordable, they're presented well, the quality's there. So, you know, that, that welcomes you back. Black Raz, places oh. like that, you know. Um, you just try to go to as many places as you can, but at the same token, you're kind of... You know, when everyone was going to the grocery store, you're trying to stockpile because who knows what's going on. Yeah, TP and to- paper towels. I still don't whatever. understand that, but I, I still find I. myself, every time I walk by it, I buy it just because everyone else is. But I refuse. That's why it went out. Right. That's, it was just fear factor. I know, but it's yeah. still, I don't know, it's crazy. It's still in a shortage, but. Right. I will say this. I think you've done a great job. I've been there even in the warm days. Are you nervous going into the winter months? Because obviously you can throw a lot of bodies out on that backyard. Mm-hmm. And you have the tents. You got some heaters in there. What are you doing to mentally prepare once the cold weather comes? And and then after that one, get me through. What do you think in long term? When are we going to get out of this nonsense? So yes, we're definitely nervous because again, we have our tents up, but the tent uh, for guys brothers who've been a great partner for us for 15, 15 plus years. Twenty, yeah, fifteen plus years. Um, they can only have it up for so long because if we have bad weather, sure. their equipment's going to get ruined and they got to take it down. Um, so we have it scheduled to the end of November and they've been great. I had to beg and be like, we need it. We had it through the end of October. They were nice enough to give it another month. So um, to get us through Thanksgiving, 
that's going to be huge. The long-term forecast looks great. So it looks like we will be outside for Thanksgiving, uh, which again, people, that's our customers, awesome. it's great. And they feel just more comfortable mm-hmm. being outside. Some people want to come inside. Yep. It's kind of like a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, come the end of, come December 1st, if the tents are down and it's, like I said, it's 50-50 and we lose the people that only want to go outside, mm-hmm. people will, the people that want to be outside, they're not going to go out. They're going to stay home. Sure. Okay. And, and yep. I've talked Agreed. to people about it and they just, they keep asking how long are the heats, the heated tent's going to be up and running. Yep. So you know you're going to lose them. They're going to come out to the end of November and, and they're, they're, they're happy about that yep. and they feel comfortable and people... That so many conversations I've had with some regular customers and people that maybe weren't regular customers that now are regular customers coming in saying how comfortable they feel coming into the tent. It's That's heated, great. it's warm. If it's, and we adapt. If it's yeah. a nice day, we drop the sides. Well, yeah. We we'll put them back up and turn the heat on. So just to make sure that everyone's comfortable. But So yeah, we're nervous when that comes to an end. Yeah, yeah we do have some tables out in the sun, but the temperature's not going to no, be No, it's there. not going to be in your favor. Yeah, no. right. Do you think, now you guys have a great programmed outdoor space already. Just given your experience in the industry, do you think this is going to make restaurants look at reprogramming yeah, how much outdoor space they can grab, right? Because people yeah. were, we have buildings in Quincy, their restaurants like right on Hancock, they're like, can we shut down the street? Can we, can we just hang out? I know we're right next to the dumpster, but <laughs> let's put four tables out here. So when they start to go looking at spaces in real estate to say, you know what, this is a great space. Maybe we don't need 20,000 inside. Right. Maybe there's a hybrid version of the, you know what I mean? Like, sure. how do we maybe... I think it's great that we extend the seasons outside, but it doesn't always work. Right. So if, if it's a new building, mm-hmm. you kind of have that ability to kind of forecast. And right. maybe it's three seasons, but it's going to be four seasons now, right? So you kind of have something that with an awning or an overhang that can open up. Um, but you don't have that luxury if you already have your building in place. Right. You know, you, and now you're struggling as it is. You don't really want to take on a remodel. Sure. So, um, go, yeah, people are going to definitely adapt. If you have the ability to do it, they will. But going forward, going if you're looking forward, for If you're space. looking, then absolutely you have to look. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, those places don't really exist right now. Yeah. You kind of have to build from scratch. We're doing a lot of development in Quincy, and I wonder yeah. if that's, because a lot of it will be first floor retail. Yep. And I wonder, it'll be interesting to see if that There'll comes There'll be patios for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of some positives, you know, going when we would kind of get through the winter, St. Patrick's Day would kind of be our, our start, kickstart to the season, and then we hope that April's okay, yeah. and then we kind of get into May, and we're open Tractable outside. roofs. Maybe that's but the business we should go into, Matt. If, if the weather's okay, we're going we're gonna to put tents out start in April. Yeah. You know, and that's something we've never done before. So that's something we've learned, and we will, because people will want to come back and be change. outside. So right. as soon as we can, we're going to do that. That's great. Um, you know, and then we'll just continue on. My forecast, you know, Next summer, you think it's yeah. jamming again and the music's back? And bands? I think bands will be back. I think gotta, that your day, and I'm thinking mid to late summer when things are kind of, people are comfortable. But I think the, the bar scene's going to still be, going to be dead. Not five deep. Not five deep. You're still going to have the spacing. I think yeah. the masks will still be in place. You do? I do. I don't mind the masks. Well, because you're now, need, you've gotten them. comfortable yeah. with it. Well, I don't, I need the bands. I need the music. I need some events. That's a great place oh, yeah. for St. Patty's Day. It's a great vibe for the derbies. Kingston Mu- King, music. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you got to get... Having that music in the background when you're there, it makes the drinks go down nicer. It just, you know, you can take that sigh of relief. You just right. happier. Everyone's happier. 1,000%. You're happier. And I feel bad. I didn't even think of that. The bands. These guys have been... 
taken, I mean, there are so many people from the hospitality and the restaurant industry that have absolutely been paralyzed. I didn't even think of the bands. How about like the Cisco's, the food people of the world? You know, you got the servers, you got the owners, you got the GM. I yeah. mean, there is so the many people. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even, th- the one thing I didn't even think of, these people that do gigs, my friend George, who, who plays a lot of gigs down there. That's another person's, like when you started your career off at State Street, you were bar backing. You got guys that are doing gigs to supplement that other job that they do nine to five. And it's that free money to go on vacation or, you know, do whatever it is. You know, this whole thing and, and, you know, we got to come out of it. I think we're going to be smarter. I think you guys will be mentally more prepared if something like this ever happens again. So sanitizing Mm -hmm. cleanliness is something we've always taken very seriously, but now we've even taken it another step forward. You know, we've we've sanitized everything, Mm -hmm. right? Bathrooms, we professionally have them done once a month. Um, but every surface is clean with sanitizing those wipes. And, then, and with all that stuff comes additional costs, yep. right, which the governor is going to put together a package where you can apply for it. But most people aren't going to get it. Um, you know, it's more for the smaller places. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's another thing. The, all these additional costs add up. Um, at some I point, think air quality is going to be another one that comes air quality. Out of this. Mm-hmm. And we looked into putting UV lights, but yep. that really affects if you have an older older equipment. Mm-hmm. That's going to break it down quicker. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at replacing. The unit. Your HVAC mm-hmm. units, with, and that's not cheap, right? right? Um, so what we did is we went to the, the highest level filter. Um, it's a MERV, Merv 9 or whatever or it is. Eight. I won't call you out if you didn't use Seven it. Seven or nine, whatever it is, but the highest thing. <laughs> Dave's Googling it right now. <laughs> when I heard MERV, I thought of MERV Griffin and oh, all the huh? game shows. You're on going. a different level. I am. Yeah. I, I can see where your mind was going with that. <laughs> um, Does so, East own that? Does the, the family that owns the Fords and East Bay own that building? They own the building. But okay. they, it's a land lease. Okay. Uh, we have that, I think, until 2057 or something like that. So. Oh, beautiful. So yeah. you guys aren't going anywhere. Matt will still be at the bar. He will be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with my, with my walker with the tennis ball. So, I, right. you know, when I'm cutting through the shrubs like I always do, I don't get caught on one of those little Not seashells. <laughs> I couldn't do a Manhattan. You don't say that in 2050. You might. You might. Well, turn I'm a into sweater. A I'm a sweater by nature with big okay. pores. I think the Manhattan because that's brown, right? It's brown Manha- liquor. Bra- if it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> I, I do not touch anything brown. I grow ears and tails very quick. I've never been asked to leave East Bay Grill, That's but I know, you know I've Eric. been. I know I've been on the. Oh no, there's a secret exit door behind the walk-in cooler that some of our friends, you know, tapped. True story, funny story, just real quick, and we'll go into the rapid thing. I get a text from. No, I get a text from Eric. Are you here? And I'm like, no. Where are you? New Hampshire? Or was you, I you, in Florida? You were somewhere. No, I, think I, was were, out, I was out of state. You were like Virginia or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I was even in North Carolina at a member guest yeah, let's tournament. Let's every state in the country, but go ahead. Our friend Timmy, because <laughs> Timmy was swaying back and forth a little bit. He had a good day. He had a good shine on. And he goes, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, I'm with Maddie. Oh, jeez. So Eric texts me. He goes, you here? And I go, no. I go, okay, thank you. <laughs> Timmy went out the secret exit. Uh, he, he went down okay. the back. There's a back cave that you go. But it was we, just so we got funny. him an Uber. Cab, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Uber yeah, cab. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it yeah. was so funny. He was feeling, as we always say, he was feeling no pain. Yeah. But no. He was on everything but roller skates. I, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely hope you know you guys have a great little thing. Everyone knows it. I, I didn't even think of the 400 year mark with Plymouth. Mm. 
I mean, the, 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 like the shirt people, like, you know, all those companies down there that were gearing up on the tchotchkes, the souvenirs, the, you know, celebrate the 400. I mean, weren't people had th- their houses rented. People yeah. had, I forgot about I mean, Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. That 400, they were saying something about what, 100,000 people a day? Here we go, fact check. Fact yeah, check. It's going to be a lot. I don't know that that number is accurate or not, but there's going to be a lot of, lot of people. Look, a lot tourism of us, was going to be. Tourism, yes. tourism. Now, are they going to do 400 plus one next year when we I come out, or is that thing done? The Queen's not coming back. I think it's done. The Queen was going to come. Yeah. Of Queen Eng- Elizabeth? <laughs> of England, yeah. She was? Yeah. Queen no way. She was coming. Queen Elizabeth was going to come on for- the Mayflower. I'm not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was coming. That is a good fact check. That was a rumor, yeah. There I don't know rumor. if that was true or not, but and supposedly every living president was going to come at some point in time. I don't know if that was true. They, they, I was not privy to this. I was not in on you any were meetings. On that committee? I wasn't on that committee. Were you on any committees? I used like to in get involved or? in, um, I forget what it was, but no, I don't do it anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is the part of the program. <laughs> we're going to rapid fire questions at you. Okay? You don't know what they are. Whatever comes to neither mind. Is Matt. It's coming from Matt. Neither do I. Exactly. Favorite late night snack? Uh, ice cream. What flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Powell Brigham's? Oof. Turkey Hill. Oh, white or green? Green. Continue. Wow, Megan. Megan, you like your ice cream, obviously. Because I, I wouldn't. I would have stopped just at that. I didn't even know so there was I don't, a white. But Brigham's mint chocolate chip is one of the best ice creams, in my opinion. But I thought mint was always like that hint of green. Why did you ask them the white? Because some make it white. Correct. Briars goes. Briars. Ugh. Sorry, Briars. When not, I pulled up, when ads. I pulled up, I saw the Jimmy Dave, Craig. Just tell Briars we're not interested in a, a thirty-second <laughs> commercial that could have. They're out. Finally, I could have traded Change in my Toyota Camry '84 with that. Change your championship to green, and I'll, we'll talk, Briars. What makes it green? You think the dye? Do they put like a little dye in there? Because if mint chocolate chip, I always just equate it to being green. You ever see a mint leaf? What color yes. is it? Green. Thank you. Okay, I do not like being bullied right now between the two of you. This might be a one, this might be a one and done uh, podcast with you. Oh, you can play with HR. Um, what are you currently binge watching? Not really anything. Um, we're watching that show Dead to Me. It's okay. quick, thirty minutes. Christina, Christina Applegate, Applegate she's it. it. Um, we're gonna find another show though. I recommend the Queen's Gamut. Queen Elizabeth? No, Queen the the Queen's Gamut. It's about a chess uh, in the sixties about this girl that plays chess. She's oh, a yeah, prodigy, yeah. and she's an absolute disaster. Hmm. And I, I'm binge watching it currently right now. Favorite all time Boston athlete? Boston athlete, um, Tom Brady. Heartbroken when he went to Tampa. Yes, and we have arguments. So, you know, our inner circle. Yeah, yeah, our inner circle. I'm a, I'm a Belichick guy, but um, obviously love Tom Brady. So heartbroken. Yes, I, I don't want to see him do well without the Patriots doing well. And would you want to see a Tampa Bay Patriots Super Bowl? Not this year, but... It's not going to happen. Um, I'd love to see that with the Patriots winning, yeah. Okay, thank you. Favorite actor? Sean Connery. Rest in peace. Mm. Oh, Hollywood took a hit with him. Seriously. Uh, he's an avid golfer. I didn't even really? realize that. Not only that, no. though, he, he's, he was a tall fella. Um, I thought he was great in uh, Con Air. I know there's a lot more other movies that he was in. But he had some memorable quotes. Um, I think in he's Con rolling Air. over right now to say that his best performance was Con Air. No, I'm sorry, he wasn't in Con Air. I stand yeah, corrected. Hold on, Dave. The Rock. It was The Rock. 
Connie, he, he did partner up. Nicholas Cage? Uh, yeah, Nick Cage, who can't even budget he's a checkbook. He had like $300 alive. million dollars and he's bankrupt. <laughs> but no, I apologize did on you that, just think that You just thought that Nick Cage was Sean Connery for a second? No, I thought just... Sean Connery was in Con Air when it was Steve Buscemi. Ooh, Sean that's Con- worse. Sh- Sean Connery was the Okay, rock. so hold on. Let's clarify that aspect of it. So Sean Double Con- click on that, please. Yeah, so Nick Cage is not Sean Connery. He's in fact... Sh- no, Sean Connery is now Steve Buscemi, not Nick Cage. Oof, yes. So it got that's worse. Scary. My question... Yeah, okay. All the right. question is, is the fact yeah. that I know those two movies and I'm a Nick Cage fan <laughs> yeah. is, is just embarrassing. So let's delete that when we edit this. Favorite wine? Favorite wine? Yes. Um, anything from Duckhorn? Red or white? Red. Cab. Done. Uh, I know you're a big import guy. Domestic, you don't do really domestics anymore. You're, you, what's your favorite uh, micro bear right now? I'm back on Bud Light. Oh, you are on mm-hmm. Bud Light. Was it because of the calories? Yeah. So you are starting to get that. And Trying to get that in check. Jenny Craig's right next door. Yeah, That's so amazing. anyway, so he pulls up to the lot and he goes, really, dude, is this a, is this a sting? You, you, we're doing this at Jenny Craig? <laughs> And I was like, no, it's just for all our it's that cross country mortgage, which by but you're the way, also, so you're that talking, was a free Eric advertisement. I love that. I love that free ad. But you're <laughs> yeah. also you're, you got Jenny Craig next door and you're talking about booze. And if you look out the window, you got a lot to look at right over this side. You got to look at this side. This is I'll, oh, I'll wow. show it to you after. We'll okay. Yeah, Fair I'll, enough. I'll show it's a you. delivery of quite favorite a restaurant lot of besides East Bay Grill. Grill 23. Mm. Ooh. You a, a filet guy or would you go um, Porterhouse? What, what are we talking Bone about? Bone and ribeye. How do you get it cooked? Medium rare. Being in the restaurant industry, would you ever send it back? Uh, not if it was overdone. If, uh, if it was under, I've sent it back just to be cooked a little bit more. Just because um, it looked like he cut his finger well, yeah, on it? Yeah, so I was out in one of the Super Bowls, I forget where it was, Minneapolis, I think. Must be nice. And um, I got it. It was a Kobe. It was like, it was rare. But I just wanted it up a little bit. And they cooked it up a little bit. It was great. When you've gone to these Super Bowls, were you taken from from someone, like maybe in the industry? Like One. I was hosted once, yeah. Hosted. That was the word Against, I was looking in, Much in better mi- than taken. Yeah, taken. taken. In Minneapolis, that I did. Who was in that movie? they lost. <laughs> Don't you have an Sean appointment Connery. later on? Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite season? Fall. Favorite item on East Bay Grill's menu? Currently, the short rib. Oof. Get that on a little mashed potato. Does that sit on top of a uh, mount mashed potato? You got it. Mushroom ragu. Favorite color? Blue. Beach pool or lake? I've adapted. I've never used to like the beach, but I'm a beach guy. Duxbury? No, we take the boat out. We go to Browns Bank, usually our Saquish. Yeah. Have you ever been to Browns Bank? Mm-hmm. It's basically spring break for adults in this <laughs> area. It is bananas. Yeah. It's a sandbar. It's yeah. a three-mile radius. I think it's, what, three miles? I don't know. It changes every season, but um, it's just fantastic. Are there no plovers? Just tell me that. No, there's Not no plovers. And if they were, they'd be a, it would be a chicken stir fry in a wrap. <laughs> um, what do you hate more, raking leaves or shoveling snow? Shoveling snow. All right. Now, this one's going to be to win it. Hit the, hit the putt at the Masters on Sunday, catching the winning touchdown to win the Super Bowl, throwing the last strike, Game 7 of the World Series, or twapping a three to win the NBA championship. Wow. 
I'm a football guy, so I, I, I'm going to say catching the touchdown to win. To win the Super Bowl. What about you? Pot. Masters, mm-hmm. green jacket, Sunday. Yeah, that was a close second. I know. Because you can always wear the green jacket. Because this one's a good one. Because this one, that one there, you... You're wearing that jacket every day. I'm not going to lie. That's a bullshit rapid fire question. That's a think it through through the weekend, answer it on Monday. Okay, so we're going to wash Dave's mouth out with soap (laughs) for swearing. Sorry about that. Um, I mean, he had potty mouth on the podcast. (laughs) Um, I think I'm dropping the pot on 18 because, number one, I, I probably would have a bigger crowd following me than Happy Gilmore or Tiger Woods. Based on your uniform. What's the viewership, though? Super Bowl is the most watched thing That's in true. sports. I just think that whole Masters yeah, thing coming yeah. up. It's an upper echelon. So you're coming That's up, not just a tournament. So, so no. I'm probably on in two. And I'm, and I'm probably about 20, 25 feet from the pin. How is Perfect World? Is it nice over there? It, 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 it is. The population's <laughs> only one. It's me. Uh, but no, I think I think hearing that roar, yes. By the way, who won the rubber match between you, Timmy, Burke, and Justin? Oh, we tied. So his so so we play so real quick, we just played this thing at Indian Pond Country Club. The rubber matches, we played for high stakes. Sorry, I know you have a call. It, yeah, it's a cash game. So they took the fir- they took the front nine. We were min- you know, we were w- minus one one. Okay, they had um, I won't play my pot. I was dropping putts in chips like it was going out of style. We get to the back nine. Is this we a took, revisionist tale? We, we took the back nine and we, we took the overall, but we also had $5 honors, $10 on every box. Um, we also did closest to the pin for, for scratch. Overall, net net, me and Timmy um, lost about 40 bucks a man, but we pushed going into now the spring season. Um, I will say... Um, Maddie and Justin played out of their ass. It must be tough being a low handicap like Timmy because you've got to give up a lot of strokes, but it is a good one. And if you would like to somehow get in on that, I'm sure you'd like to partner up with uh, Muzzy, Chris Murray. Um, I think that would be a good one, but no, that would be huge. I think this thing's going to expand. Megan, by the way, if you're ever in a scramble, you want Megan on your team. You want her on... It's almost like, you know... um, Few good men. When Jack Nicholas is, you want me on that wall. You want <laughs> Megan on that tee box, hitting from the reds. She'll smoke the ball two hundred oh, yards fun. down the runway and all that. Um, okay, we got that. We've done this. Eric East Bay Grill. Everybody East Bay, go check them out. East Bay Grill. I would like everyone to know that they need to try the scallop bacon pizza as an appetizer. That's the Matt Gregory. That's the Matt Gregory special. I don't even think it's on the menu. You just need to know about that. It's on right? the bar menu, which we don't have a bar right now, so it's kind of one of those <laughs> things that you could ask for. But. Right. I think you cannot go wrong there. I think the vegetable Juliet is phenomenal. Is that what you call it, the Julienne or Juliet? He may just made something up. Mm-hmm. But. You know, the shredded, like the yeah, shredded Jul- squat. Julienne vegetable. Julienne vegetable is phenomenal. Julienne's a different one. I, I, if you're not there, you got to go there. Eric, I can't thank you enough. I hope we come into spring and we're, I don't mind wearing the mask on the wrist, but we definitely need more music in our life, man. And I can't yeah, thank I you enough for you. Uh, shining some light on an industry that yeah, has absolutely been paralyzed. Absolutely. All right, that's it. Let's take some pitches, Dave. All right. Dunzo. Awesome, my brother. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Awesome. And I'm glad you got a hat before me. I ordered more.